0: This is a BoardWalk Audio podcast. I just drink wine. Wine, wine on the wall. Who's the gothest of them all? Whoa! Maybe not me, but maybe not this podcast actually i've never done that much research on like if such a thing as goth podcast exists. all of which is to say welcome to the wine situation the situation being it's a pandemic and we're trying not to drink with too many people so i l clifford ellen clifford if you want i don't care say either um <laughs> Or, you know, you can leave out the Clifford. Just call me Elle or Ellen. That seems more appropriate. Yeah, so the situation is I'm here to uh, educate you about wine, make you laugh about wine, talk about wine, drink some wine, and, you know, be your virtual drinking friend. And we really are friends, guys. Please come on to the Instagrams and say hi to me. I'm Ellen Clifford on there. Or the wine situation. Tell me what you're drinking. I always want to hear. I'm always curious what people are... I was about to say putting in their mouths, but that just, there are some things I, that if you're putting in your mouth, I just don't want to know about. Uh, but when it comes to, I was about to say liquids, but there's some liquids I probably don't want to know about. I'm just going to stop before I get myself in trouble anyway. Uh, that Yeah, so this is the wine situation. situation is I'm here to be your drinking buddy. Okay, now that we got that out of the way... I, uh, you know, the other thing that this podcast is about, besides me and goth shit, is segments and tangents. Tangents and segments, I've got them in spades, I tell you. I don't know why I pronounced it like that. But yeah, segments to tell you stuff about wine. Tangents to probably go on about something gothy or something me-y or perhaps something else whiny. I don't know. Um, how are you guys doing? i hope you're doing all right i hope if you're in la i hope uh and i've heard some people say that true people from this city would never call it la they only call it los angeles i don't know where i heard that but then i get really self-conscious when i refer to the city as la but if you're in los angeles oh my god you guys last night the dodgers the dodgers won the world series now i am a st louis girl i am 500% behind the Cardinals but when the once the Cardinals are out I've lived in this city long enough that the Dodgers they have my heart they have my heart too when the Cardinals are are out of the picture but yeah it was it was a good night I admit I was around other people uh well-masked well-masked people well-masked me uh went down to Crawford's drank some wine cheered on the baseball clapped and hooted and hollered and realized that, like, I've become a woo person in my old age. One of those people who's like, woo! It's humiliating, and yet I do it. Um, So, yeah, that's uh, how you are if you're in L.A. and you're a baseball fan. You're probably feeling pretty good. Um, What else? I took a test yesterday for the Wine and Spirit Educational Trust. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you things about me, like that, that I'm a certified sommelier, and uh, almost done with my diploma program for the Wine Spirit Educational Trust, just in case you doubt that I should tell you stuff about wine. Anyway, that test is behind me now, and I think that we should just get on and have a good old agenda. So there is no who, what, when, where, why wine this week the bones upon which the vegan protein sometimes vegetarian protein of this podcast usually hang on because you know you got to mix it up and in the last the last episode you heard i was coming up with some new segments i wanted to do so but what we will have is a sexy soil i haven't decided yet if i want to spell it sexy with like two or three x's just for kicks uh, so we're going to have a sexy soil. Then I'm going to introduce this goth, goth wine. And then we're, we're going we're gonna to taste the wine. And then we're going to have a on the food side, like on the flip side, but like the food side, the pun that I shouldn't have to explain, which probably means it's a bad pun. Anyway, uh, and then, you know, easy peasy cover girl <laughs> that's not the right thing uh then we'll be done so all right sexy soil i feel like this needs a song kind of like we used to have uh grape of uh thrones <laughs> and now i'm like hmm sexy soil i'll i'll think about it what we have for our sexy soil is licorella which is spelled with two l's i c o r e l l a it's It's, it's, I mean, while we're going with goth stuff, because, oh my god, you guys, this wine is, well, it actually is gothic wine. Um, Anyway, um, Licorella is this soil in Priora, which is in Catalonia, in Espana, where they grow a lot of garnacha. Uh, That's dark and brooding purpley garnacha, love it. and it's this kind of black slate with quartz that has mica in it which okay so slate is a metamorphic rock that means it's a rock that's sort of shape-shifted over time it's derived from clay or volcanic material and it's kind of uh they describe it as being like foliated or laminated meaning it kind of cleaves i think want to say um like horizontally yeah, that's slate, and quartz is an abundant mineral in the earth, and apparently so is mica. I think it's mica that kind of, like, gives the sparkle, so it's this dark, dark, rocky soil that kind of, like, when the sun hits it right, just kind of shines or sparkles, and that heat is part of, like, so Preerot has has a decent amount of altitude in it, um, so, you know, it could sometimes get cold, but uh, the, the, the rock absorbs the sun and shines it back into the, the happy little grapes that need warmth to grow. Uh, I don't know what else I can tell you about Licorella. I've never seen it in person. I would love to visit Priorat someday. I love the wines of Priorat. And I want to see black soil that sparkles in the sun. This has been your sexy soil, Licorella. Okay, guys, time to talk about the wine. As I said, it actually is gothic wine. There is, well, we had, I think we had a gothic wine on before. It's a winery called Gothic Wine, uh, started by a master sommelier named Josh Nadel, who I'd love to meet someday. I I actually did um, send him a quick Q and A for like an article I wrote talking about what sommeliers drink in their after hours. I don't remember what he said he drinks. Um, I don't think he's a goth uh, per se on the website it says inspired by gothic tales of the 18th century we produce pinot noir chardonnay and rosé wines from Oregon Oregon's Willamette Valley our wines are vibrant and food driven oops I don't have any food um modeled on classic old world styles of non-interventionalist wine making yeah so the wine I got from them is their Telltale Rosé, made in Willamette Valley, 2019. Unfortunately, the text sheet was not up on the website and I decided to record this last minute, so I don't have the exact text sheet on this. But I do want to reiterate that pink is the highest form of goth, hence why I decided to use their Rosé. Also Telltale, I'm assuming that's like from a Telltale heart. Poe, it's very I feel like he wrote a few stories that are have like people or things buried that come back to haunt the people that killed them. If I recall it has something to do with that. uh What else should I tell you about gothic they They also so yeah, they name their wines after these Gothic tales, so they have a Chardonnay called Ophelia. I've never tried that, and they have a Pinot Noir called Nevermore. Like the Raven, um, and I have had that, and it's fantastic and I have had this rose before, but not this vintage, which I really wish i uh they, I went on the like media tur like media material stuff that we need trade sheets, I don't know, looking for text sheets, and they had a lot of other text sheets. I suppose I could look at the two thousand eighteen text sheet i'm I'm guessing that this is made of Pinot Noir being as the only other ones they make that are red are Pinot Noir I believe um you know what let's just go ahead and play the game that's not a game uh which is what's in the glass where we walk through how we classically like taste these wines starting with appearance this is a salmon I'd almost put it medium salmon a little bit of onion skin perhaps uh rosé wine uh no evidence of gas or sediment. I find it really weird how the court they're good for tasting. They have to name things that aren't there. Um not seeing any effervescence. Obvious. Uh the tears are medium and slow. Uh, let's go to the nose. who, medium plus intensity. It just jumps out of the group, it's like uh, got it through the glass. It's like hi. Speaking of which I am using my Grazzle crew glass, made to drink Pinot Noir. Or burgundy, which is Pinot Noir if it's red. Um, Or rosé. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so sorry. Back to smelling. It leaps out of the glass. You get, like, the first thing I thought was roses. And then, like, raspberries. So many raspberries. Um, What other kind of fruits? Like, they're pretty ripe fruit. Something like a hint of, huh, I'm having a pro I'm having a hard time like pinpointing what I'm smelling here. There's something definitely like kind of fresh about it, like refreshing, maybe even a bit of salinity or something. Let's just go ahead and put it on the palette. I'm sure that was not enough like notes for the court t- t- to love me, but you know what? I'm not doing the court of master similes anymore. Ha, take that. Let's taste this. Mmm. Oh, this is very interesting. Um, so this wine is dry, although the ripeness of the fruit for a second makes me go, really? But yeah, this is definitely dry. Uh, Acids, medium, I think, maybe medium plus. Yeah, I'm actually just going to go with medium. Alcohol level I'm guessing is in the medium range, like thirteen point seven. Let's see what the bottle says. Mm-hmm. Um the bottle says thirteen point one. I was off by point, <clears throat> point six. How can I live with myself anymore as a goth? I'll just have to go and enjoy this glass of wine in the corner, a dark, dark corner. Okay, sorry, coming back. Coming back to you, the body is medium. Mm. Flavor intensity, I put it medium plus. I'm getting a lot more cherry, almost like some stone fruit, like like some ripe nectarine. It does have really that floral thing, like rose petals. Dried red roses, guys ooh the gothiness um hmm more red fruit orange blossom perhaps so, something a little maybe I was having a hard time like identifying the herbal thing I was getting uh, last week the week before something like that and then everyone in their tasting notes was citing rosemary so am I smelling rosemary <laughs> I don't know maybe or I don't know almost something like like I said, there's something refreshing, like, almost like minty about it. I don't know. And no, I haven't brushed my teeth since this morning, so I don't think it's toothpaste. Um, golly gee whiz. I'm going to upgrade the acid to medium plus. I am salivating a fair amount. Hmm. This is truly a treat. Uh, maybe a little spice. This has all. Oh, this is a very complex wine. How do we feel about the finish? Let me find out for you. the finish is medium plus and lively you almost get some citrus on the finish like a blood orange or something uh yeah golly i feel like i can't <laughs> golly gee whiz guys that's not me. i feel like i almost don't have all the proper words to really describe this wine to you it's very exciting i'm excited i hope you're excited mm. Oh, there's like something, a mineral, like a chalk element. I think that's what I was looking for. It's like flowers on chalk. (laughs) That doesn't sound like good wine, but trust me, this is delicious. And goth. What more can you want? Let's see what their notes say, because I have not read them yet. Like I said, I don't have the tech sheet. I really wish I did. Oh, Gothic, send me the text sheet. Um, But let's read what they said about their wine, because I like to see how my weird tasting notes stand up and then judge myself. Hmm. Okay. Gothic is proud to announce the ninth release of our Telltale Rosé, named after the thrilling Edgar Allan Poe story, The Telltale Heart. This wine is an assemblage. Assemblage? assemblage of fruit from vineyards throughout the Willamette Valley telltale o- o- owes its pale pink hue I call this medium this is not pale this is not like provençal water <laughs> this uh this is medium um to me I don't know telltale owes its pale pink hue <clears throat> to brief saunier of Pinot Noir saunier means they kind of like take they it, I've read so many different versions of saunier. Some say it means it literally translates to bleed. Some people say uh it's when they take a little bit of juice off the skins of red grapes early on while it's like while well, before it's gone too much color to concentrate the flavors and the tannins of the rest of the wine. Uh so maybe they did that, I don't know. Some people are just like, oh no, it's just like the immediate, like almost immediate press without much skin contact. I don't know, but it does sound very sexy to call it Sonye. Eh. So anyway, they say it's a brief Sonye of Pinot Noir. Flavors, here we go guys, flavors of fresh wild red berries and cherry blossoms. Cherry blossoms! You guys, when have I smelled a cherry blossom? Not in a while. I think maybe they're, uh, I don't know. Um, But I should add it to my list. <clears throat> And cherry blossoms are joined by refreshing acidity, providing a perfect complement to warm summer days and dining al fresco. Well, if we don't need a wine for dining al fresco now, I don't know when we would. Did that make sense? I don't know. This is not a warm summer day, but if people dine out, they're dining al fresco these days. Hopefully. I mean, if you're not like in your own home with... The people you live with, I mean. Um I just set down my grozzle glass on the paper and the word I didn't realize how much the name almost uh, when you see the tiny letters that uh say grozzle crew, I, they really become quite more opaque when you put this down on white paper. Interesting. That's sexy. I didn't notice that before. Huh. Do other glasses do that? I'm not sure. I'll have to investigate. Speaking of which, I might do a podcast with um, Kevin Jones, who gave me this glass for us to, like, taste test different glasses against each other soon. So look forward to that. You guys, that was Gothic Wine Telltale Rosé Wine 2019 from Willamette Valley. A gother... Is there a gother wine than gothic wine? I mean... Uh, is there a more gothic wine than gothic wine who knows but i am oh yeah go to delectable by the time this is out there will be my article on goth wines also hopefully by the time this is out the i hopefully are the recording quality from my phone wasn't so terrible i recorded a podcast um episode with pairs with uh, pairs with life is the name of it where we were pairing goth songs with wines so hopefully that's out by now so much goth all the time guys 99 goths of wine can you have a goth of wine it sounds like it should be a measurement right sorry i'm really it's been it's been a stressful last few weeks i'm it's probably showing but hopefully you're having fun hopefully you're drinking something delicious like, I'm sorry that I'm going to have to cork this and put this bottle in the fridge unfinished because you're not here to share it with me. But I guess I'll just have to finish it another time. Hmm. Mm. Okay, so let's move on to on the food side, which I'm afraid it's... Uh, so I, when it comes to Instagram, I have, like, secret Instagrams where I follow uh, all these, like crazy foodie accounts and I told you guys before about Twisted which seriously these guys are sick fucks with food and they just keep coming up with things that blow my mind and I'm like I don't know whether to shake my finger at or applaud whatever kind of like shrooms or who knows what the people that come up with these dishes are on but uh one I recently saw uh on Instagram Twisted look it up was taco mac and cheese garlic bread pie how many food categories can they put in one franken food it was like they made garlic bread by like i feel like they must waste a lot of food on this podcast they like take bread and cut off the crust and roll it out all the recipes take like 500 million steps and and then they brush it with like garlic oil and then they lined a pie, uh, pie plate with it. And then they were making like a taco meat mixture. And then they were making mac and cheese complete with like the homemade bechamel, like the whole nine yards and they're piloting it in there. It was like, they were trying to combine, well, let's see, taco, mac and cheese, garlic bread and pie. That's only four foods, but that's enough. And should they put together? I don't know. Honestly, well, I've never liked tacos because to me growing up, I no, I like them. I, I, I have good ones now. They're still not, I'm not a big sandwich person either, guys. Just full disclosure, I am a little bit of a food separatist. Um, growing up, tacos meant, uh, I, I associate them with Six Flags somehow because I think we didn't have them. We had tostadas at home is what we had, which I liked maybe this is how I got my food separatist tendencies because we had tostadas where you could assemble all the elements as you wished them tacos to me were something like this hard stale yellow shell with like gnarly meat and shredded lettuce and maybe a hint of cheese and I don't remember ever liking a taco before I moved to LA and had some pretty good tacos um Mac and cheese, I would love to eat on its own. I would love to eat it with garlic bread. I would love pie. But do I want all those things in one dish? I mean, once again, I applaud whatever, like, whatever munchies they had when they came up with this. Um, But, okay, the other thing that then I, ugh, damn them for leading me down these stupid philosophical um, rabbit holes. They also recently posted garlic bread lasagna nachos and it was like they made the garlic bread and cut it into like not like tortilla chip shape and then they layered it with all sorts of lasagna ingredients um so here's my thing is for me and i see these different nachos quote unquote like people frying like there are people using slices of potato and calling them nachos like to me i feel like people think they can take anything cut it in a thin oblong shape and layer it with possibly some meat and cheese and other accoutrement and they call it a nacho which leads me here's the big philosophical question Hmm. i know there's been a lot of controversy around the sandwich and uh Oh, what is that? Um, The sporkful, he loves to debate, is a hot dog a sandwich? What makes a sandwich a sandwich? Which, I mean, really, because, I mean, then you have open face. It's, I should not go down this rabbit hole. But then suddenly I was going down that rabbit hole with nachos because I was like, garlic bread cut in triangles with various lasagna-esque ingredients piled in between and heated up Even if you can pick up a fairly crisp piece of garlic bread and it has toppings on it, I don't know that that's a nacho. And the thing is, I definitely made Joy the Baker, one of her cookbooks. She has this like potato nacho recipe, and I definitely made it once. But to me, I was still like, I'm eating potatoes with some stuff on top. Why do we have to call it nachos? I mean, are nachos that sexy? Is lasagna that sexy? Apparently it is. Um, anyway, this was the rabbit hole that watching way too many, uh, this is how I relieve stress is I watch weird food videos. You don't even wanna see the ones I watch on YouTube. It's all too much. If you feel like it, you should contact me with like what Franken food you would make. Cause now I'm trying to think of, cause sometimes, like I said, I'm mostly a food separatist except when I put things together myself. I get really irritated when people combine shit for me, except for once in a while you get something and you're like, that was magnificent, like, mwah, thank you for carrying that out as it should be. But I tend to be a person who's like, wants everything separately on my plate and then I can make varying combinations of all of the above. That being said, wait, when's the last time I made a sandwich? I don't really make sandwiches, guys. Yeah, I'm a weird food separatist who then, like, puts together... Oh, I do like to make a croque madame without the meat, which is, like, there's bread and there's bechamel and there's, like, cheese and there's, I think there's supposed to be, like, ham, and then the top piece of bread has a hole cut out and there's an egg on top of it, and then you get to do that sexy, sexy, like, yolk reveal where you slice your yolk and it oozes, and it's almost sexy, as sexy soil wow what a turn this episode has taken look where nachos take you look where being goth takes you takes you all the way to taco land i don't even know you would think listening to this that i was high maybe i'm just i don't know is my tolerance going down i'm not sure am i just tired i was like i was using up so much energy cheering for the dodgers last night shamefully the thing is though the cardinals bless their hearts Well, they personally didn't, but other Cardinals fans, I know, like even my parents were watching the game and cheering for the Dodgers because we just love baseball. Now, granted, if it were the playoffs and they were trying to figure out National League and it was like Dodgers versus Cardinals, we'd be cheering on the Cardinals 100%. But for me, it would kind of be good because I'm like, well, this will be kind of a win-win either way you guys that was that was like a tangent on top of a tangent i'm pretty sure anyway what franken food would you make like i'm picturing for nacho franken food i'm picturing like miniature waffles or miniature pancakes layered with uh i, I don't know i mean to me that would just be i guess a layer of random syrupy things let me think okay let me Zone in. Think of my favorite foods and how I would combine them. Okay, I just started thinking about eggs, and I love a good omelet. And I know people used to make egg tacos, so I'm like, how could I make a Frankenfood involving an omelet and a taco and lasagna? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about the lasagna part. That doesn't that do, that doesn't belong. I think perhaps I have to give the people behind Twisted. Oh wait, hold on. One more aside. So in the video where they're making the uh, garlic bread lasagna nachos, oddly enough, I think it was while they were making the red sauce part of the lasagna with, like, the meat. Um, Oddly enough, like, they're filming all this, like, from straight above. You never see a person. It's just, like, straight above of pans with things filling them up. Um, And so they have this like individual burner it's not a stove that they're like making the sauce on and for some reason like just in the upper left corner not even like it almost looked like an accident that they were there were like the, these red roses like a bouquet lying on the side and that just was confusing to me i was like why are there roses here what are they doing with them they're not i don't think they're in any other video they weren't in the rest of the video I don't know maybe the person was making um (laughs) maybe someone had a date and he's like I will get her roses and make her garlic bread lasagna nachos and she will love me forever I mean no I'd be appalled I'm sorry um (laughs) wow as I said what a turn what a turn we've taken guys thank you so much for joining me I highly recommend trying out gothic wine I think the rosé tends to I think it tends to sell out a little bit fast. So you you can try and get it. I hope you can. Tell me what you think about it. Tell me what your favorite rosé is out of Oregon or just anywhere or a Pinot Noir one. I don't know. Yeah, just tell me about rosé, what ones you want to drink, what ones you are drinking. Um, Tell me what crazy food mashups you have come up with because I feel like the, there's probably some people out there with like well, like the guy who came up with the cronut, like that was—I mean, I—I I love croissants. I don't love donuts, so I'm not into it. But people freaked out for the cronut. So tell me what your ingenious like food mashup uh, combinations are. Rate right, review, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, on Apple Podcasts if you feel like uh, I don't think I have a drunk dial right this week. I might uh if i do well then i'll see you guys there if i don't then it has been a pleasure sharing this class with you i am excited i got this done in like just about 30 minutes i hope you have a lovely lovely week i hope you enjoy your gothiness however you take it or if you don't take it then don't and uh you know thank you for listening <laughs> Wow, I'm suddenly so... Like, I'm almost as awkward ending this podcast with you as I am with my drunk dial guest. Maybe that's why I have the guest. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yas. The wine situation. I'll be back next week, presumably, with more. Goodbye. Sorry, not yet. Goodbye. Uh, you know, go vote if you haven't already. I just realized this is going to be coming out after Election Day. I hope things, uh, I hope things are good. So I uh, just wanted to add, please uh, throw your, uh, provided you're like, uh, please please go vote for Biden and also look into your local elections. Okay, sorry. Drink good wine, do good things, make good votes. Okay, bye. Glass. I just drink wine. I don't fuck with I just drink. Just drink wine. Wine. I don't fuck with coffee, mate. I just drink wine. Wine. Give me red, white, or say, don't touch me, motherfucker. I'm a somali This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.